The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Intention. I don't know how it was for you to sit with the idea of intention. Hopefully you had the intention. Intention has so much meaning for me because it's the source of energy. It's really, it's really the motivating factor in how I live my life. It's, it leads to determination and resolve. It's, it's, it's kind of different than effort in that it sets a direction, but it's an energizing direction. I mean, it's possible to say, well, you know, I really want to exercise, to have the intention of exercising. But if you really have the intention of exercising, you say, okay, I have this, I have this intention, and there's some energy with a little bit of effort. The energy gets started, and you can move with it. But if you don't even have the intention, or if you're lying to yourself about the intention, it certainly doesn't happen. Without intention... We wander through life subject to random thoughts, experiences, emotions, and we are whipsawed by just what turns up. Intention sets a direction for our lives. Sometimes we're conscious of those intentions and sometimes we're not. But I submit that being conscious of those intentions really helps you to occupy your life, direct your life, feel more positive about your life. It's our intentions that bring us to meditation, whatever form that intention might take. It's our intentions that lead us to an ethical life. It's our intentions that lead to the values that we live by And it's intentions that are violated when we succumb to despair, ill will, hopelessness. When we give up on our intentions. When we say, oh, well, doesn't matter. That's when we fall into despair. That's when we lose our direction. It's intention that gets us back up when we fall. It's intention that holds us steady when we're attacked. It's intention that keeps us coming back when we're disappointed. Okay, that didn't work. (laughs) It's intention that stands with us when we fail to get what we want, what we had hoped for, what we hope to achieve. Intention is actually the root of resilience. You know, there, there are two kinds of equanimity. There's the equanimity that comes from having a broad view, being able to look out and see beyond just what's happening here. And there's the equanimity that arises from being able to bend with what comes our way and, and not be blown away by it. And this is the the equanimity that arises out of resilience. So when I woke up this morning feeling sad and despondent, disorganized, 
really troubled. I had a night of dreams that were unpleasant dreams. It was my intention when I got out of bed and noticed my foot on the floor, okay, this is this moment, coming back to this moment. Here I am, this moment, I'm still here. Over the last week, I've talked to people uh, in my family, around the world, because I mentor an online meditation class and pretty much everybody wanted to talk about the election one way or the other. People here in our sangha, people are troubled. And I reminded all of them, look at you, you're here. You can't be troubled if you don't have any intentions toward how things should be, what the values are in your life. Oh, that hasn't gone away. Whatever you think, whatever might have occurred, you are still here present with all of your intentions. I am still here present with all of my intentions, with all of my values, with all of my determination, and the intentions are what gives me energy to take that first step and say, hello, I'm still here. Still here. What are your intentions? Have you articulated them for yourself? Have you tested them? Sometimes we have an intention like, I want to be a good person. I'm going to be a good person. And this, on the surface, sounds good, as long as you agree on what the word good means. An intention to lead an upright life, an intention to lead from love and not hate, an intention to be successful. What are your intentions? What does successful mean? How useful are your intentions? Really, do you ever think about them? They're really useful. <laughs> it is, it's really a blessing to know what your intentions are without judging your intentions, without making them about being good or being bad. What are your intentions? If my intention is to be liked, Looking deeper, I might decide that my real intention is to like myself. A lot can be learned from looking at your intentions. A lot to be gained. When does it serve you? Maybe you have an intention and it doesn't serve you. It just gives rise to suffering. Question, question your intentions. Because all of these intentions lead to actions, conscious or unconscious. That's what we manifest in the world, what our intentions are. That's what we bring to the world. I have two closely related intentions in my life. One of them is to be kind. And one of them is to be open-hearted. 
Now, on the surface, they, they may seem to be the same, but they are quite different. Both of them have to do with how I relate to other people. And the kindness is most useful when I encounter my own anger, my distress, when I'm unsure what to say, how to respond, when I find myself in a reactive place, remembering my intention to be kind keeps me from acting in a way that I would later regret. It slows me down from reacting in a way I would later regret. It gives me just a moment of space to make a different choice if I can recall the intention to be kind. It works particularly well with my husband because it's easier to remember with him. My intention is to be kind. I'm not going to tell him, you've told me this eight times already and I don't want to hear it again. I said, oh, this is important to him. Okay. Because my intention is to be kind. And it arises with him more readily than it does with people I disagree with that I don't know as well, that I don't have that close affinity to. The other, the being open-hearted, is more useful to me when I'm feeling vulnerable, when I want to hide, when I feel attacked, when I'm unsure, feel threatened. I remind myself that what I do not want to do is close down, that I don't want to become rigid, that I don't want to put myself in a box that limits me and other people. So when I feel myself closing down, when physically in my body I can feel a rigidity setting up in the, in the core of my body, I remember, I recall my intention. I notice that I'm unwilling to feel vulnerable, but that I want to come from a place of loving kindness and open-heartedness. And I soften my heart. I may not open to what I see as a threat, but I soften my heart by my intention. It keeps me from becoming what I do not want to become through inattention. Just through inattention. It doesn't make me a perfect person. Fortunately, that is not one of my intentions, to be a perfect person. I like a little edge. But both kindness and love, the intention of loving kindness and the intention of open-heartedness, both the kindness and open-heartedness are present when I feel most at home, when I am most joyful. They are both present. And this encourages me about my intentions, that these are skillful intentions. What I'm saying is you have to practice your intentions. This is why it's so useful to know what they are. So that you notice, and they'll come up when you're not prepared to be kind and open-hearted, or whatever your intention is. When you're under stress is not a time to try to find something that doesn't arise for you. So practice your intentions. Know your intentions. 
Articulate your intentions. Become friends with your intentions. Try not to choose an intention that is something that is an unachievable ideal you. Have an intention that is open to possibility. What's skillful is to become so familiar with our intentions that they arise when we're not equanimous, when we're not peaceful, when we are challenged. It doesn't tell us how to behave. It just reminds us of the conditions we want to set for what's happening. Because that's what an intention does. It doesn't cause something. It just sets the conditions. If my intention is to be generous, I'm more likely to say, oh, I don't really want to. Well, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And you can just feel the tension build and release when you are meeting your intention, when you recognize your intention in in what's arising in the moment. There is a release that happens. You can just feel a relaxation. It's very momentary. Returning to your intention is like returning to your breath when you're meditating. You know, you're meditating and you find that you've gone away and you find, it's the moment when you find, you've decided, oh, I've gone, that you're actually here. And that moment, you're right here in this moment. Oh, I'm here. And there's a little piece of, ah, that comes with that. Oh, Returning to your attention is like returning to your breath. It has the same core release of home, however brief and momentary it may be. Just as intentions are not permanent, recognizing your intention is also not permanent. It comes and goes. Don't miss it when it's here. Don't miss it. Ah, oh, You can look at it and say, oh, I'm not being kind. Or you can look at it and say, oh, hello, intention, I remember. Okay, I'm I'm struggling here, but okay. And you have energy for conditioning the next moment. That's what we are looking for. Intention sets the condition for the action. Intention toward goodwill does not coexist with ill will. Ill will arises, the intention arises, ill will re-arises, the intention arises. You can see them coming and going. By practicing with our intentions, we can notice when we're not meeting our intentions. We can notice that we've been blown off course. It helps us to come back. It helps us with resilience, and we've returned. My suffering or non-suffering is the result of my own intentions and actions. Pay attention to your actions. Pay attention to your intentions. What if we were to act skillfully now? Thank you for your attention. <laughs>